0: Welcome to the Tech Meme Right Home for Thursday, May 26, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Apple is attempting to fend off a unionization movement by paying people more. That Broadcom VMware deal is real. You can now pay close to $1,000 for a Gucci Aura ring. After a decade of declines, EV battery prices are going up. And the last payphone in New York City is no more. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Apple Pay is going up. See what I did there? I don't know how much we've talked about this, but the movement to unionize tech workers has spread to Apple, at least to their retail employees. And I guess to get ahead of that, Apple says it will raise the hourly pay for U.S. workers to $22, up 45% from 2018 amid inflation and the unionization push. U.S. starting salaries are also expected to rise, quoting The Wall Street Journal. In recent months, Apple has been facing unusual labor unrest. That discontent has spanned from frontline store retail workers agitating for unionization to salaried engineers unhappy with the company's plans to return to the office. Some workers, including those hourly workers in its stores and AppleCare, were told their annual reviews would be moved up three months and that their pay increases would take effect in early July, according to a memo reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. The normal review process coincides with the end of Apple's fiscal year in the fall. Those workers were told the company's increased compensation budget would be in addition to pay increases and special awards already received within the past year, end quote. Not helping matters on the PR front is the video that Vice got a hold of that shows Apple SVP of retail and people, Deirdre O'Brien, telling employees that joining a union would make it harder for Apple to improve working conditions, quoting Motherboard slash Vice. We have a relationship that's based on an open and collaborative and direct engagement, which I feel could fundamentally change if a store is represented by a union under a collective bargaining agreement, said Deirdre O'Brien, Apple's vice president of retail and people, in a six-minute video circulated yesterday among Apple's 58,000 retail employees in the United States and obtained by Motherboard. Apple moves incredibly fast, she says. And I worry that because the union would bring its own legally mandated rules that would determine how we work through issues, it could make it harder for us to act swiftly to address things that you raise. It turned my stomach, an Apple retail worker and union organizer who viewed the video and requested to remain anonymous said, As someone who genuinely likes my company but is working to organize my store to hold it to its values, I'm disappointed not only in what was said in the video but also in how convincing it will be to some people that are on the fence, end quote. Apple retail workers have cited pay, benefits, and unpredictable hours as reasons for their unionization push, end quote. It's official. Broadcom has announced plans to acquire VMware for around $61 billion in cash and stock, paying $142.50 per share, and will assume VMware's $8 billion in net debt, quoting The Verge. This giant acquisition for VMware is designed to boost Broadcom's software business. VMware, which was owned by Dell until it was spun off last year, focuses on cloud computing and virtualization technology. If you've used a virtual machine at work over the past decade, the chances are it was powered by VMware or its competitor Citrix. Devices from Apple, Google, and more use Broadcom chips, and it's likely that the devices you've used with Wi-Fi or Bluetooth were probably powered by Broadcom chips at some part of the networking chain. The combination of VMware and Broadcom could be a powerful one, focused on enterprise infrastructure and cloud computing. Broadcom previously acquired CA Technologies, makers of security and database software, for $18.9 billion in 2018, and it even acquired Symantec's enterprise security unit for $10.7 billion in 2019. Less than 12 months later, it sold the Symantec business to Accenture for an undisclosed sum. Broadcom is now planning to rebrand its Broadcom software group to VMware and incorporate its existing infrastructure and security software offerings as part of VMware. Combining our assets and talented team with Broadcom's existing enterprise software portfolio, all hosted under the VMware brand, creates a remarkable enterprise software player, says Raghu Raguram, CEO of VMware. The deal, which is expected to close in Broadcom's fiscal year 2023, has the backing of Michael Dell, who, together with Silver Lake, owns around 50% of VMware. If the deal closes, it will be one of the largest tech deals of all time, end quote. Aura has partnered with Gucci on the Gucci Times Aura Ring wearable. It actually says Gucci X Aura Ring but I'm assuming they say Times or something, letting users monitor heart rate, sleep, and more available at select stores for $950. Quoting Engadget, Aura, the startup that's pushing the limits of how small a wearable can be, just announced a collaboration that could boost its profile considerably. It's teaming with fashion house Gucci on the Gucci Times Aura ring, crafted in black synthetic corundum, and adorned with the famous interlocking G and a braided torchon pattern, both in 18-karat yellow gold. It comes with Aura's latest Generation 3 tech, letting users monitor live heart rate, sleep activity, and more. The ring weighs just 4 grams, or 0.14 ounces, but can read heart rate, respiratory rate, and temperature to tell users if they're stressed or sick. It can supposedly measure heart rate more accurately than wrist-based smartwatches by using arteries in the fingers. Users also receive sleep analysis based on those same vitals, with everything summarized into sleep, activity, and readiness scores displayed on the Aura app. It can then offer, quote, science-backed content on how to optimize each day, according to the company. In our latest Aura Ring Hands-On, we noted that the company has switched to a subscription model that costs $6 per month on top of the price of the ring, $300 for the current Aura Ring. Getting it down to such a small size was quite the feat of engineering, but it's still a tad chunky compared to a regular ring. You'll obviously pay a premium for the Gucci Times Aura Ring, now available at select stores around the world, for $950. The good news is that Aura's lifetime membership subscription is included in the price, so you'll never have to pay for that." End quote. Quick everything everywhere all at once segment, more signs of economic slowdown in tech this time with Apple as the leading indicator. Sources are telling Bloomberg that Apple plans to keep iPhone production at around 220 million units, about the same as last year, compared to around 240 million units the market was forecasting. And Apple says this is amid inflation and a tough market. Snowflake stock dropped around 10% this morning on weak Q2 growth guidance after reporting Q1 product revenue rose 84% year-over-year to $394 million and a net loss of $166 million, which was down from $230 million in losses last year. Last year, we saw certain customers experience much higher-than-expected consumption of their own businesses. We're growing extremely fast, Mike Scarpelli, Snowflake's chief financial officer, said on a conference call with analysts. Today, some customers face a more challenging operating environment. Specific customers consume less than we anticipated amid shifting economic circumstances we believe are unique to their businesses, most notably consumer-facing cloud companies. Although these customers are still growing, we believe as long as they are impacted by macroeconomic headwinds, the consumption will be impacted, end quote. And Bolt Financial laid off 185 employees or about one-third of its workforce, a few of whom will have to pay back loans they took from the company within 90 days. Huh? Huh? quoting Axios. In February, Bolt offered loans to employees who wanted to buy vested shares. Bolt's loans were 51% recourse, which means they're collateralized by employees' personal assets, while 49% were secured by the shares. Any loans tied to covering taxes were 100% recourse. Moreover, If an employee stops working at Bolt for any reason, the loan must be repaid within 90 days. Imagine having your boss hand you a pink slip and then reach into your pocket, because that's exactly what's happening to some folks who worked at Bolt. A Bolt spokesperson says that only a single-digit number of laid-off employees took out the loans and that the aggregate amount was below $200,000. Moreover, she says the company plans to, quote, work with these individuals, end quote. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Octa-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t shirts are such high quality, wrinkle free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO5 Pocket Pants. The right sort of step-up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional-looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. It's been a few days since we've checked in on Elon, so let's do that. According to a regulatory filing... He plans to provide an additional $6.25 billion in equity financing for his Twitter buyout, thereby boosting his commitment to $33.5 billion. Twitter's stock rose more than 5% on the news, because I guess the market thinks this makes it more likely that the deal happens. But, quoting CNBC, earlier on Wednesday, Twitter shareholders voted not to re-elect Silver Lake CEO Egon Durbin to the company's board. Durbin, through Silver Lake, is a longtime business associate and backer of Musk's companies and past business deals, end quote. And worth noting that Jack Dorsey left Twitter's board of directors effective yesterday. Dorsey has discussed rolling over his 2.4% Twitter stake into the takeover deal, but no word if that is going to happen. Keeping our eye on the possible speed bumps to what had seemed like electric vehicles taking over the world. The information is reporting that after a decade of declines, EV battery costs are set to rise 14% this year. Quote, The abrupt electrification of the auto industry has been fueled in large part by a steep drop in the cost of their batteries, bringing the price of electric cars closer to parity with traditional vehicles. But the International Energy Agency says those declines are about to end and reverse. A surge in the price of critical metals is on track to push the average cost of lithium-ion batteries to about $150 per kilowatt hour this year, a 14% jump from 2021, the IEA said Monday. It would be the first annual increase in the average cost of an EV battery in the last. 12 years, end quote. On that lithium part of the equation, more from Bloomberg. Elon Musk wants to mine it. China is scouring Tibet for it. Battery makers are crying out for it. Lithium, the wonder metal at the heart of the global shift to electric cars, is in a full-blown crisis. Demand has outstripped supply, pushing prices up almost 500% in a year and hindering the world's most successful effort yet to halt global warming. The shortage of lithium is so acute that in China, which makes about 80% of the world's lithium-ion batteries, the government corralled suppliers and manufacturers to demand a rational return to lower prices. Analysts at Macquarie Group warned of a perpetual deficit, while Citigroup nearly doubled its price forecast for 2022, saying an extreme rally could be coming. The consequences of failure to produce enough lithium are potentially devastating. Global investment in EVs has grown faster than any other new energy sector over the past few years, outstripping even wind and solar power. Current lithium spot prices could add up to $1,000 to the cost of a new vehicle, benchmark mineral intelligence said, along with higher prices of other raw materials that is reversing years of falling prices as EVs race to become cost-competitive with gasoline-powered cars. If battery makers can't get enough lithium, it would curb the expansion of clean energy vehicles, making it harder to meet global emissions targets. It looks like the expansion ramp is not going to be fast enough to hit demand over the next three years, said Cameron Perks, an analyst at Benchmark. EV makers, quote, have been asleep at the wheel, end quote. The crunch prompted a characteristically blunt tweet from Elon Musk in April. Price of lithium has gone to insane levels, he posted on Twitter. Tesla might actually have to get into the mining and refining directly at scale unless costs improve, end quote. The silvery white metal, the third lightest element after hydrogen and helium, is in the throes of an unprecedented boom because of a slump in 2018-2020, to that halved its value caused by chronic underinvestment in new sources of supply, just as EV demand was taking off. For battery makers, those woes have been compounded by the pandemic and Russia's war in Ukraine, which have snarled supplies of other ingredients they need, including nickel, graphite, and cobalt, end quote. And finally today, truly the end of an era, quoting Time Out New York, A New York City payphone, one of the last relics of an analog past, was removed from the street on Monday, signaling the end of an era for many. The payphone was on 7th Avenue at 50th Street, and was removed by the city to make room for one of the newish Link NYC kiosks. The payphone is said to be the last one in NYC, but several New Yorkers have tweeted that there are others around the city that still work. Either way, the removal stands as a symbol of moving fully into the future and leaving the payphone's dial tones and chords in the past. This particular payphone isn't going to be tossed in a municipal garbage heap. It's going to the Museum of the City of New York, which will install it in its recently opened exhibit, Analog City. The exhibit, which opened on Friday, explores NYC before computers when industries grew through pneumatic tubes, telephone operators, linotype and teletype machines, and card catalogs. This exhibit has been in the works for some time, and then as luck would have it, we were approached if we had an interest in the payphone. It felt like a natural and obvious opportunity, Lily Tuttle, curator of Analog City, tells us, noting that the museum often gets offers to take items. This is one answer that was staring us in the face, and it came together pretty quickly. We are trying to act rapidly to incorporate it into the exhibition. All I can say is, stay tuned." End quote. The exhibit records how the city thrived in the 20th century without the use of digital technology like smartphones and computers, but through the use of the Times' own technology. It's broken up into four sections, libraries, the news media and journalism, the New York Stock Exchange, and the age of skyscrapers and infrastructure that outline what tools were used to build them up and keep them up with the Times. Analog City is on now through December 31st, 2022 at the Museum of the City of New York. End quote. Looks like there are some nice examples of typewriters and other such analog devices in this exhibit. Maybe I'll have to take my kids there and somehow attempt to explain to them that you could make a phone call on a phone you didn't own that was bolted to the ground by putting in quarters. Nothing about that will make sense to them. Dear listener, I have a personal tragedy to report to you. My Mac Studio is not being delivered today, as I had hoped. The delivery estimate has slipped to Tuesday, May 31st. According to UPS, it's just sitting there in Hong Kong for unknown reasons. So I don't get to do my weekend of setting up my new rig, even though I'm all ready for it. The big 38-inch monitor came yesterday. The backup hard drives for the files are full. The new hard drive for the time machine backup is here. I'm already using a new Apple keyboard, the black and gray one. I'm good to go, except for one little important piece of the puzzle. Oh, well. Talk to you tomorrow.